0: Awaken Beauties, finally, it's here, the truth, to empower women to true inner beauty through a healthy mind and inner biology. I am your hostess, Cassandra Keel, a 20-year salon owner, organic beauty product formulator, positive mind management, and clinical hypnotherapist. And I am here to help you stay sane, get sleep, and bring your sexy back. Sponsored by evokebeauty.com. beauty.com Now, let's get to it. Hey, hey there, my friends. Well, welcome to this out of body, out of mind, and into the super conscious episode. So today I'm going to be talking about probably some frameworks you may or may not have heard of, but I'm going to really bring together this, this experience that we have as a 3D human being and how we can start to tap into the 4D. The 5D and the beyond. Now, I'm a pretty practical person. And when I first started going through hypnotherapy and NLP and then into biofeedback and advanced training, my mind and my body and my energetic body were so immersed that I could no longer not see all the aspects of who we are, first and foremost, energetically. So I talk a lot about the subconscious mind and the unconscious mind. And I'm going to go through a couple of parameters here today, just kind of open us up to the conversation. But what we're going to review is the five bodies of consciousness. And my friends, this this conversation between you and I in the energetic field is so important for all of us to understand and start to extend our self-knowledge and our self-awareness. Now, when we think about reframing, all of us have a goal to be the most ultimate freed person that we possibly can so that we can be here in this plane to our fullest expression. It is our given right. We are the goddess and gods of our kingdom, which is our agency of choice to rule our life as we so choose. Now, the problem is we get all of this downloading when we are unconscious between the ages of zero and seven, when we don't have a full prefrontal cortex, meaning we don't have full agency of choice. So think of yourself as a baby, as a sponge soaking all of that environment up without a choice, you were not given a choice. Furthermore, we advance into our teenage years, we start to want to separate ourselves from our family, and we start to create a new identity. And our identity wants to pull us back to the environment that we grew up in. But we push and we prod and we go and try to make ourselves become something. And we then fall into the, I'm going to declare my worth to overcome all the programming that I can't really identify. I don't know why I feel stuck, but I'm stuck. Now I'm going to open up the conversation about somatic experiencing and the emotional reframing of our memories really leave us attached to the past through the effective charge that is stored at the moment of that experience that it froze in the body. And I referenced to this about the, using the terminology of the holographic body. Now everything is energy and energy is everything. And we are a hologram of stored emotions, thoughts, feelings, memories, past memories, that were downloaded into the hologram of our body. We are also part of a larger hologram. And I'll be going into these five bodies of consciousness to kind of really stretch this a little bit further. But when we utilize language that is body-centered, you listen to your body-mind and you're able to identify the stuck moments from the past and utilize your own internal language and brainwave frequencies, which are usually through whether it's a unique color or a perception or a memory or a feeling to transmit proof of safety to the body. Now the body doesn't understand language. It only knows feelings. And this is why we really, even sometimes in hypnotherapy, we try to go and find the, the fragment of the emotion attached to the thought, but it's actually the opposite. The body only knows emotions, right? So your emotional attachment to the past, which triggers your fight or flight freeze response in the body is what keeps you trapped in the physiological limitation of your past. So when we can tap into the energetic resonance by releasing that state bound holograph holographic moment that's attached in your body, your energetic body, you can return to living more fully, more empowered in the present moment, freed of these constraints of fear and shame and disempowerment. Now, when I work with clients, or through different modes of hypnosis, communicating with the dynamic unconscious system can be rather confusing but I want to give you in to a little secret about how do you know that it's the unconscious mind now the conscious mind always wants to be positive it wants to be sure because it wants to protect you and keep you safe it has a secondary game always it's the primitive mind but the way that our unconscious communicates with us is on five rules now listen to these five rules the unconscious mind is always, going to answer first. The unconscious mind always answers honestly. The unconscious mind always feels like it's made up. The unconscious mind always has an urge to edit what comes up. And the unconscious mind is never loud. It's never linear and is very, very soft and subtle. So when you ask yourself a a question or you ask yourself the right question when you're trying to elicit shift and change. What we're really doing is that we're tapping into the autonomic nervous system, the holographic body, and there's only one way in, and it's through visual, auditory, kinesthetic, olfactory, and gustatory. So this is known as VACOG in NLP. And that feeling is encoded in the emotion in the holographic body. So we have to start asking kinesthetic questions and having the nervous system represent it symbolically in the nervous system that it is held in. So when I talk a lot about ADHD and a lot of the, the energetic aspects, nobody gets out of being a human with a holographic response. And with ADHDers, we live in the nervous system much more intensely. That's why we're very, very empathic. We very much can see things other people don't see. So it can be a superpower, but it can also be a kryptonite. So I want to walk you through the aspects of the bodies of consciousness, because when we really start to look through and I, and I use this, this metaphor through breathing and through allowing my clients and for even myself to use this through a breathing exercise that I'll do on another episode to allow ourselves to get out into the super conscious field. It's super powerful. The most powerful thing you'll ever experience is to take control of the energy states. So in order to do so, we first have to understand, okay, the somatic body that our body only knows emotions and codes of feelings. And so what makes up these bodies of consciousness? Now, I'm not going to go deep into quantum physics here, but we're going to move into the theories relating to healing. And it is known around the infamous five bodies of consciousness, which are one, the bliss body, number two, the supermental body, number three, the mental body, four, the vital body, and fifth, the physical 3D body. Now, we tend to put things into chronological order, very linear with our conscious mind and use hierarchies and these linear processes of our thinking to so many things. Now, I'm going to number out these bodies in a linear way, but the truth is the universe doesn't necessarily work just linearly. So as we move through these bodies, please understand that I don't mean one is better above the other. They are constant relationship with each other. That said, there is some linear order in the theory of downward causation. So before we jump into what each body entails, let's just take a second to look at how they relate to each other. So downward causation is a process in which we go from infinite potential to physical form. So think way out big picture, cosmos down into physicality. And we are never separated from the universe or the energy field of consciousness. That means we are always able to access any potential because at our highest vibration, we are pure consciousness, which is just infinite possibility. So the process of collapsing a new potential into our physical reality is called healing or manifestation and can be a long and grueling process. So we have to understand energy. So When we are talking about our energy, we could be talking about it from many different perspectives. And if you ask a biologist, they might answer one way, while a physicist might answer a completely different way. So what I'm going to be talking about here is about the physical or the electrical energy and magnetic energy and how they work together in the fields and all of the channels in the bodies. So to fully understand energy fields, it's helpful to start with a little more understanding of energy in general. So as we have already seen, every atom in our existence has electrons popping in and out of space. This movement of the electrons, if you remember back in science, creates a vibration and vibrations create waves of information. And we have looked at how waveforms back in science can be this cohesion or they create disruptions. And we will look at this further in just a moment, but we have also already totally mastered chemistry class, right? My friends. And we understand that the electrons moving in and out of balance, this, this, let's just call it a shell is what is creating molecules and compounds but why do these electrons move in and out? Well, as you can guess by now, if we knew the answer to that, we would be off sailing in our space yacht, but we don't. So energy and energy fields have a lot to do with it. So going back to the science of homeopathy, here's a quote, physical energy manifests in the most positive time space frame in electrical in nature, and it has a positive mass. It travels slower than the speed of light and gives rise to gravity. This means that you can see it. Now, subtle energy, however, occupies the time-space frame, manifests in negative time-space frames, and has negative mass. It is magnetic in nature and travels faster than the speed of light. It gives rise to what some call levitational force. And this means that you can't see it, but can note its seemingly paranormal effects. Now, our world is full of energetic fields. And these fields are full of information and are in constant communication with each other. And in the book by Cindy Dale, the subtle body, which she is from Minnesota, she's a local Minnesotan. Like all energetic structures, structures, a field involves a vibration of energy and can carry information. So, fields operate on both physical and subtle planes, as do energy bodies and channels. And she goes on to say, because of fields, reality is both local and non local both here and now, which means that everything is interconnected. Therefore, some physicists suggest that at all possible events, everything is existing simultaneously as a wave pattern that are either becoming real or disintegrating. In other words, the world consists of constant states of wave patterns either collapsing into reality or not. So when it comes to energy fields, these are two basic types, measurable and immeasurable. Okay. This is the realm of the subtle body, which explains the vital energy, such as our chi and prana and subtle fields are not separate from measurable fields. They are not directly measurable and can only be detected by their effects. So it is these immeasurable fields or subtle fields that connect to the energy bodies like our chakras, our energy channels, like our meridians, which are then able to convert into this energy into those slower frequencies, which becomes measurable called the human body, right? And the heart, for example, has a field that is a thousand times more electrical or magnetic than any other organ, including your brain and therefore is the seat of the human electrical field. So we'll look more into how working with our heart field helps create cohesion in the entire brain and body in another time. But this is just now starting to tap into what are all these subtle energy fields? Every cell, organ, every system in the body produces their own field. Every meridian, every chakra has its own field. So we really are this unique composition of individual energy fields interacting with all the fields around us. All right. So I hope we've got that tapped in my friends. So with no further ado, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to speak a little bit further about the different energy bodies. So are you ready? So I'm going to kind of collapse all the rest of the information and we're going to just step into the different bodies. So first and foremost, the bliss body. Now the bliss body is the energetic oneness of all things, pure consciousness. And as we have already discussed about consciousness is all things. It is all of the possibilities and probabilities and potentialities of wave forms. There's no separation from consciousness. It's the fabric of our reality. And I truly believe that this bliss body is where science like quantum physics and spirituality meet. So in fact, much of what is being discovered in quantum physics today is being scientifically proven through what mystics have been saying for thousands of years my friends so what what we want to talk about really is the the changes based on beliefs and semantics but one thing that both spirituality and physics agree on is that there is a greater unified field that is the fabric of the physical reality. In quantum physics, we call this energy consciousness. So we all can agree that when a possibility or potential becomes physical, my friends, I'm sure you will recall, because you totally were able to grasp quantum physics that we just talked about a second ago, that the electron is both the waveform and the particle. Once observed, it changes to obey the law of physical mechanics. And we call that a collapsed event. So, our physical environment, our bodies, our illness, our partners, our family, our career, house, people we meet, city we live in, is a representation of how those limitless possibilities are being collapsed into our physical world. So, it's like a thumbprint. No two human experiences are ever the same. And as individuals, we collapse wave potentials in completely unique ways, and therefore have entirely distinctive experiences. But at our highest level, we are all connected through this universal energy of possibility that we call the bliss body. And at the bliss level, we are limitless potential. And from there, we begin the journey. From unlimited possibilities to our physical bodies through that downward causation. Now, the second is the supermental body, and it's the bridge between the infinite potential of the field and becoming physical form. And it consists of predetermined unconscious information like your birth chart, your personality traits, your DNA, your societal beliefs, what you were born into, your family beliefs. And it is the level of consciousness in which we integrate our archetypes with our reality. And this is also a level of our pure intention and our creativity. And we cannot directly access the supermental level through thought alone. This is the realm of that you have that big aha moment where some event gives you an insight over the filters. And perceptions, bringing them into the consciousness so that we can observe them. So, if we look at how our beliefs, our attitudes, our perceptions shape our lives, create unconscious patterning that drives the mental processes, you first have you ever been, let's just say you've been brushing your teeth and suddenly thought to yourself, I wonder where beliefs come from. I hope it's not just me, my friends. Well, You're lucky that someone thought this and has a theory about it. So, in my world, and let's just face it, if you're willing to be followed by me and listen to me talk about this, I think you're in for a trip. But I believe that there are two types of beliefs those that we come into the world with, like the beliefs of The collective unconscious and conditioned beliefs, like the belief of our families, societies, personal experiences. So again, we have the collective waveforms, the hologram, and then our personal hologram. And the first, the collective, the unconscious beliefs help us to be able to sit in our chairs and read and listen, because as a group, we're observing certain truths into existence Like there's actually a physical chair to sit in. We also observe the stars into Bean and the cat that Schrodinger hated so much, right? So for conditioned beliefs, I like to use the model of our wonderful Mr. Joe Dispenza to help us better understand how beliefs are created and how they in turn affect us. So throughout our lives, we catalog experiences through our senses, right? through our thoughts and our feelings. And our brains take that information and link all of it together through a process called neural binding. And this is the concept of what fires together wires together. So over time, these networks get reinforced until eventually we make these pathways that are automatic and subconscious. And we string them, several of them, unbound, uneven all of these different events together. And it creates attitudes, which are complex webs of thoughts and feelings associated with each other. Now, according to Dispenza, how you think and how you feel creates a state of being. Attitudes are really just shortened states of being. They fluctuate. They move from moment to moment. They alter the way you think and the way you feel. And so these attitudes are short-lived ranging from moments to just weeks. And we have all had experiences that created a good attitude and some that have created bad attitudes. So when we re, like just recreate these certain attitudes, often enough, we just string them together and they become a belief. So beliefs are thoughts and feelings, which are just attitudes that you keep thinking over and over again. They're hardwired, my friends, into the brain and an emotional body, and they condition the body into form. These tend to be more long-term and can last for months, years, and even a lifetime. And they generally take some time, uh, quite some time, to uh, change the perception and to adjust. So thoughts and feelings based on past experiences together make attitudes, attitudes together make beliefs, and beliefs together make perception. And our perception of reality is a sustained state a being that is based on long-standing beliefs, attitudes, thoughts, and feelings. Now, Dispensa believes that we can create a new filter and how we interact with the world. Amen to that. Right, and that filter, good or bad, guides our behavior, our relationships, and literally creates our reality. So, this perception is the number one thing that we need to tune into combined with the perception of the collective unconscious. And that's our supermental body. Now let's move into the mental body. And this is the realm of the third, which is our thoughts. And thoughts are the product of our mind. Now, Dispensa says when any neurological tissue of our brain or the body is activated, it creates the mind. Now the mind is the brain in action the mind is also a collapsed event at the mental level the thought and the vital level the emotions and the physical level the neurons feelings in the body simultaneously are happening together so when we kind of visualize this we have this new potential experience you know it's what happens when physically when the mind is activated And when we think a thought, we release a cascade of chemicals and our brain begins to search our memory banks for information that might be relevant. What do I know about this thing? What have I felt before? Have I felt this before? It also reads the current situation through the physical senses. Again, the VACOG, where am I? What does this look like? What does this feel like? Can I smell it? Can I hear it? Can I taste it? What can I I feel in the energy around me? And this creates that thought pattern. And when we connect these thought patterns together, we create the 3D network of information that binds together. And we call this neural binding again, or what we call our neural net. And every time we think the same thought, the whole thing fires together again. So in the healing realm, it's important to understand that this concept, because it is the origin of the mind-body connection at every level, it is where we can most access to help ourselves and our clients make changes. So because most thoughts are products of the past, then we fire off neural net based on a thought. We are conditioned ourselves in the mind and our body to our past. And this is what I was talking about, the somatic experience is that we have to find the feeling and then change and recontort, contort um, spin it. There's many different modalities that I use so that we can change that origin and move it completely out of the body and out of the plane and collapse it. And so our future is either a product of our thinking, conditioned past, or what dispenser refers to the known. Basically, it's collapsing new wave potentials through the quantum field into the unknown. And so in order for us to be able to collapse these new wave potentials, we must be willing to put down our old self and replace it with the magic of imagination and possibility and working with the energy. And that's my job as a energy into it. It's plain and simple. And to help myself, to help my clients move from old condition neural networks to a place where they are collapsing, the new potential in turn helps all of us create a whole new reality. It's a ripple effect. And we do this by helping ourselves, our clients, and then groups so that we can see all these perceptions and these beliefs create new realities at a global level. It's so important that when we want to create specific brain chemistries that we emote or remove that energy in our vital body, which will create that feeling in the physical body and affects the protein and the DNA expression and essentially becomes the physical representation of all that is going on in the field, right? So those feelings, emotions, protein production ultimately is the DNA expression of the downward causation. And I'm sure you've heard 90% of our thoughts we have in a day are completely unconscious. So really our unconscious mind is the mind that is doing the collapsing of the waveforms. And so we're going to take time later to look more deeply in the unconscious patterns, but it really does create a reality. And there's a lot of, I I talk about this a lot, toxic positivity out there in the world. And it's really unhelpful. It's really, really unhelpful. When you speak a affirmation and it feels icky, there's a reason. It's coming from your unconscious and subconscious mind, and it will only collapse more energy into that holographic memory more intensely. And you then need two times more powerful of energy to release it, to go in and to excavate it. And so you can see how the dense body becomes more dense and more intense. So affirmations, toxic positivity actually can make a person more sick. Now let's move into the fourth and fifth. The fourth is the vital body. It's the body of energetic structures like our meridians and our chakras. So when we think this creates emotion, energy and motion, that emotion happens in the vital body. This is the realm of our fields, the morphogenic blueprint, which is known by Rupert Sheldrake, which is the energetic map from the physical body, Right. And then the fifth is the physical body. And it's the densest energy. It's the 3D of all energetic levels. This is where we finally have physical matter. And here, what we believe, think, and emote becomes feelings. Our physical bodies are quite literally just the physical representation of what is happening in the rest of our energy systems. So, like the tip of a gigantic iceberg, as we move through each element, We will be looking at how we can collapse thoughts and emotions and effects in the physical body through our feelings, through the energy, which then collapses into DNA proteins, and creating specific environments for more accurate healing gene expression. So, we know now through extensive research in the field of genetics that we are not just a victim to our genes and how they express themselves. In fact, only 2% of our genes are fixed. So it's more likely that our genes are upregulated and downregulated by our environment, my friends, the thoughts, the feelings, and the holographic body. So this means that we can change our genes. We can change our expression. And we absolutely have the power to do so. Now, if you want more resources, you can go and look at the Biology of Beliefs by Dawson Church or his other book, The Genie in Our Genes. Bruce Lipton's work is amazing, Joe Dispenza. So it really is miraculous when we really look at the vastness of our body, which we can see through the etheric, through our auras. We can tap into all of these different vibrational fields, right? The physical field, which is the lowest frequency. The etheric field, which is the blueprint from the physical structure that surrounds us, into the emotional field, and then the mental field, which processes our ideas, thoughts, beliefs. And then we have the astral field, which connects to the etheric template, which is the bliss body. And all of this is a causal field of top down and really creates our reality. So just be in that wave, sit in this wave with me. I know it was super intense. Listen to it again and again, but this is really what I'm talking about when we get into the somatic field of the body and how we can start to get over the, 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 basically the firewall where our thoughts are forms. And so when we get over that firewall and I, use the different techniques that I use. We become aware. And that's the most important thing is that we're body aware, we're feelings aware, and we're energetically aware. And that this equals the vibrational signature of our thoughts and our memory and our experiences and our beliefs, both good and bad. But the moment we start pointing and starting to work with the proprioceptive area of our body and start to move it behind us, we can literally transpose energy within the speed of light. And it's super powerful, but starting with all the thoughts and the toxic positivity porn that is out there is so the long way, my friends. So with that said, this is an introduction. Yes, this is an introduction into the five bodies of consciousness, the bliss, the supermental, the mental, the vital, and the physical in the future. I will be go ahead and I will share a meditation with you and how I step out of the physical form and out into the bliss body, into the superconscious where everything is created. And then we bring it back into the physical and you start to create your reality in a more fast and powerful way. It's what we all want, right? So with that said, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Well, hello, Awaken Beauty. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Were you inspired? Please leave a comment or your own personal aha moment so others can capture exactly what you did. Also, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you're interested in high-quality natural products for your hair, skin, and wellness, including organic cbd please visit evokebeauty.com again that is evokebeauty.com beauty.com and until next time darling stay sane get sleep and bring your sexy back